Yo, what up, you sick fucking freaks? It's your boy, ripping this intro solo. Got a few points of business to get out of the way before we get this week rolling. Um, for starters, we decided not to do a new episode this week. Uh, just been getting burnt out. We've been delivering y'all uh, fresh, new podcasts like hotcakes every Friday morning. And uh, boys just needed a week off. Boys, need, boys needed a week off. So this week, we're going to be releasing an older Patreon episode, um, which was actually really fascinating. I'm, I'm actually really excited for more people to hear this one. Um, but yeah, this one's all about uh, how my boy was listening to a bunch of audiobooks and, and, and hearing a lot about the Laurel Canyon crowd and the hippie movement and the CIA kind of like having a hand in creating the counterculture, you know, almost like the, the most controlled opposition, that kind of thing. Um, so super interesting episode we recorded back in like February. Um, Lewis was 12 weeks old and just learning how to hump. So there's plenty of that. <laughs> if you come here for the, for the dog sexual content. But anyway, I'm super excited for more people to hear that episode. It was super fun, super interesting. I learned a lot. I'm sure y'all will too. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be this week's. Second order of business. Get your asses on the Patreon already. This is the shit you're missing out on. This is this is the stuff. We used to do an extra hour of a show every week and it, and it's not always just a continuation of the conversation you know sometimes we have stuff like this where we get to really deep dive uh into some headier topics and other things that uh you know maybe we either didn't get to in the first hour or you know it's something that the big tech censors would look down upon and we've already gotten a ding with patreon once before you can listen to that uh, on one of the earlier episodes, the Patreon fiasco. Anyway, I'm rambling now. All I'm getting at is that it's a fucking buck, guys. If you're not on it yet, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm sure you've heard we're taking the summer off, but when we come back, we're going to have video content. We're going to continue doing our extra hour a week. That's also, even when we have guests, a lot of times our guests stick around for the second hour and we can continue that conversation. So if you've liked listening to, you know, Sean Chris kill the Mockingbirds, if you've enjoyed listening to our buddies tell their stories or, you know, the musicians and other podcasters we've had on the show, um, you can get more of those conversations for literally just a dollar on the Patreon. We've also got, uh, you know, memes and link shares to documentaries and shit that we talk about that we link directly to you so you don't even have to spend time searching for it and being like is this what they're talking about no we're gonna tell you like yo watch this one watch that one right and the last thing that i don't think we harp on enough is the community we're trying to build with this thing right because um, at the end of the day all of this is about having fun and trying to get to the bottom of things so the Patreon platform is actually really cool from a community perspective because it's your chance to get in on the conversation with us. You can, you can comment and tell us how fucking retarded we are and tell us how wrong we are. You can pay a dollar just to berate us and be mean if you want, but it would be cool for just $1. You can get on there and you know, we can, we can communicate in the comments or message back and forth you can bring topics up to us or maybe if we get something wrong you know please by all means reach out to us and tell us hey i think you guys missed the mark on this or i think you know your figure you gave out a number or in a statistic or some bullshit you know and we were wrong about it and so you know feel free to get in on the conversation that's what it's all about and building the community you know, we have a little survival section on there where, you know, I'm, I'm trying to post memes and uh, uh, information and, you know, videos on how to make, you know, generators out of dead washing machine motors that you can, you know, power a little tiny house down by the creek, you know. So there's all kinds of stuff um, that we can do within that platform on top of the video content that we want to bring you after this summer, the fishing content, the magic, the gathering, the, sh the, the video games, the nerd shit, whatever, whatever you want, we got it. 
And of course, the whole time we're going to be talking about bringing down the globalists and, you know, fighting the reptilians and all that fun shit, right? So, guys, get on the Patreon. I don't know how else to say it. Last order of business. Tell your friends. Leave us a five-star review here on Spotify. It'll kick us up in that algorithm. Um, at the end of the day, we... we we do want to help people. We want these conversations to get out. Yes, we do this for the love of the game. You know, we're not in this to make a quick buck. We're not shilling. We're not selling you t-shirts. We're not selling you supplements. We're not selling you anything other than a bunch of dudes just having some funny conversations and trying to figure some shit out and get to the bottom of things. So guys, tell your friends. It's the least you can do. It takes no time at all. And it's free to just share a link Tell your moms, leave a five-star rating on Spotify, and uh, keep on being greasy. I don't know. God damn it. I need my, I need my fucking boy here. <laughs> Yo, now is the time to wage fucking war against the hypocrites, bigots, and all you weak-ass phonies that never really riddles, only survivors, fucking absolute delinquent we, we now have the new third host of uncle ted's cabin down here he's currently chewing his bed and kicking like a maniac i think it's hum- look he's air humping oh my god look oh dude, he's air humping horny. cut that out dude dude my dog's horny posting Stop down here that, bro well he's just Hit him with the stick he's just going through like puberty dude he's, oh yeah it's time his little walnuts are coming in he's having a good time dude he's only 12 weeks He's shitting and pissing and fucking doing all the stuff puppies do. And now he's going to be coming. Yeah. The trifecta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shitting, pissing, and coming, dude. God forbid he starts farting. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, that's actually the Dog four farts states. Are fucking, ugh. Those are the four universal forces of, you know, like. Dog, dogdoms? No. You oh, know, they have like hu- electromagnetism. Oh. It's the humors. Strong it's the humors nuclear, of the human body. weak nuclear. <laughs> that's and, what they. Uh, that's what they really. That's what the miasmus really really meant when they were talking about humors. Was shit coming? <laughs> shit, shit piss coming. Shit piss come and fart farts. <laughs> okay, hold on. We'll fart shit, humors out of line. Shit would be earth. Yeah. Piss is water. Of course. Um, come. I don't know about fire. I mean, I fart know. has to be wind. Fart has to be wind. Hey, what else is it going to be? I guess, I guess is come the fire. Comes the fire. Well, hey, it is the seed. It's the fire that sparks life. True. I guess so. I think we just did something. Exploring the secrets of the universe with Uncle Ted's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> our new our new Discovery Channel show. Yeah, y'all pay a, a dollar y'all for this. Y'all paid a dollar for that insight, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope it was worth it this week. <laughs> Episode's over. <laughs> no, oh my God, he's air humping he's still. Doing it again. <laughs> Come on, dude. Chill out. Dude, Louis, stop. Chill humping. out. Chill, bro. You gotta get... Just chew your duck. Chew on Mm-mm. your duck. Mm-mm. Bro, he uh he had this little flamingo dog, or this flamingo dog toy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, dude, he's trying to... He had this flamingo dog toy that he was in love with. It was bright pink. Yeah. He That was he his favorite. He, well, yeah, he started humping it. That was the first thing he humped, yeah. That and we joked it was his girlfriend. Right. And then he had violent diarrhea in the crate. With it? With it. Oh, no. And so he had to throw it out. It's like, we are Don't not cleaning you just cleaning hate this. it when you shit on your girlfriend and have to throw her in the trash can? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just hate it when that happens? My dog's an incel. <laughs> My God, dude. Dude, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to <laughs> abuse my dog. I'm gonna have to hit my dog. I'm, I think I'm gonna have to abuse him. You might need a little bonking, dude. Ugh. You might need a little bonking. He's chilling. Hey, dude, will you stop fucking getting horny down That's here? So funny. This is a ah! look. As an incel, this is upsetting the shit out of me, dude. Stop. I just, I just had to go through Valentine's Day, which is my January sixth, by the way. <laughs> 
I had to go through that, okay? I and now you're it. down here doing this. I swear, if he in front starts of me, humping again. In front of me. Bro, contain yourself. I, I feel like we're never going to get to talk about... Oh, dude. We can talk about whatever we want, man. It's our show, dude. We just, we just have to deal with this little sideshow going on down here. <laughs> oh, God. God, he is an absolute <laughs> demon. You are a demon. Horny. No, so, I'm just kidding. I would never I would never speak that. Yeah. He so is an angel in my life. Yeah, of course. So that was a that was a fun little quick first hour, eh? Went by real fast. That did go by Pretty fast. Pretty nice. But I feel like we I got think, across some uh, things. I'm just really I'm convinced that Trudeau is Castro's fucking son. Yeah. Oh Hold yeah, on. you I you really do. I gotta show on. you this. I don't have the cans on, but uh, I think we'll be able to hear it. Hold on. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I mean, this this whole autism of uh, the Trudeau-Castro thing, I mean, let me see some proof of doodle-doos. Yeah, like I was saying, I was browsing doing, earlier. Doing your normal thing. Yeah, and uh, this is basically, this is Trudeau's mom, because wasn't his, his dad was a leader too, right? His dad, yeah, Pierre Trudeau was uh, um, was actually like a more. I think he was a more liked prime minister than uh, Justin by quite a bit. Yeah, Pierre Pierre Tr- uh, had to do the had to do his own little act that like uh, clamped down on everything, you know. Oh yeah, wasn't it that Reddit thing? Yeah, that's what it was. There it is. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Over to the Reddit cave. Oh, look at her. She was a, she was kind of a fox. An, Hold she on, she's hot for like an eighties woman for sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna right. listen intently. Yeah, check this video out. Let's go. Let's go, Margaret Trudeau. What are the happy memories? The ones that where you transcend or where it mm-hmm. didn't make any difference. Would Cuba be one? Oh yes, we have time Let's talk about some of the people that you had <laughs> your paths crossed. What? For example. Yo! You almost said you had yeah. sex with. Look, look at him. Look at how he looks at them get off the plane. Oh, she's enamored. She is giving him the fuck me eyes. Look at that touching. Oh, damn, bro. Oh, man. Is her fucking kid Trudeau? It's very... I'm a... Look at that. Yeah, yeah. See that. Yo, was that him... Is that him playing basketball? They're the same picture. The same picture, of course. My son, for the first time. Charmer, and you know why he's in power. He has got charisma coming out his ears. What a charm! Oh shit! Okay, you know why he's in power. I'm he's d- got charisma coming out of his ears. Up with that new that reporter. He said, "Let's talk about some of the people you've had." And he said, "Met along the way." Like he almost said, "You had sex with." It was like he was going with like relations or something. Yeah, he he was that going was for something weird. and then he stopped himself. Yeah, that was weird, dude. I'm I'm fully convinced only because I know about power families uh-huh. and like, dude, the other thing, too, is that like these people, when they get to those <laughs> levels, like they don't actually care. Like, do you think Bill and Hillary love each other? Absolutely not. It's like a duchess marrying a duke. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, it's just. A, yeah, that's what they do. A marriage of consequence, not of uh, love or any of that kind of shit. You know? Yeah. So yeah. would I believe that like. You know, his supposed dad, you know, Margaret, his wife, would, yeah. would have fucked Ca- Fidel Castro. 100%. Yeah, I 100% believe that. Absolutely. And then, I mean, look at their fucking faces. Yeah, they do. They are pretty similar, I must say. They it's it's hard to, like, not see it. Yeah. I got you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, that's definitely intriguing evidence. I just like what it's one of those things, you know. Well, oh, it's one of those it, things to where now like, you it's like a red herring almost. You but know? it's like you finally see the 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 footage of them. Yeah, together, that was weird. Know? That was weird. I mean, because I like I saw that when it like initially popped up on the internet, and I was kind of like, ah, and I just never really paid any attention to it. But seeing seeing Margaret's old horny ass up on the television uh, kind of changed my mind a little bit, maybe you know. 
Hmm. But. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised because, like, you know, a lot of these power families interbreed, you know. Oh, yeah. They so do it like, on purpose, too. Yeah. So, like, well, it's, I guess it's not really outside of the realm of possibility, you know. They all like to be nepotistic and, like, up in each other's shit. When here's the thing, too. If, like, the world really is a stage, like you were talking about in the last episode. Right. Then who's to say, like, you know, Castro and this chick, like, it's all part of the plan. Like, who's to say, like, you know, Castro plays... He played his part on the fucking stage. Right. That is the world. Yeah. You know? And everybody plays their part. And it, 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 it's that's why I'm big on connecting the dots because I think that too many people get caught up in the minutia and they think everything's compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, man, this could all be connected in one way or another going back decades, yeah. centuries. Oh, yeah. Which no. hundred year plans like we talk about. Right. I mean, I've definitely had some stuff lately. I've been washing some knowledge of things, listening to some audio books and kind of reading some interesting stuff about like the 70s and 60s. And you want to talk about like interconnections, you know, uh, it's really interesting to see how many members of um, the hippie community that spawned in Laurel Canyon. Oh, yeah. Are also members of the process church oh, of the shit. final judgment. Uh, so let's, st- I mean, I guess we could start with kind of talking about the Laurel Canyon scene, you know, like in the sixties, like all you really hear about the sixties from the hippie era is hate Ashbury. Right. That's all you really that's fucking like, hear about. Uh, that's, um, like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And-, and that's always like posed up as like the flower power. Like that's where it all started and stuff. Okay. Wrong. Um, so back in the sixties, you remember the, like the political momentum that was going on? I mean, you don't remember, but if you read about the political momentum, like, I actually, the anti-war movement, that's really all I know is that like there was hippies coming around. I don't know a lot about yeah, the time period. Well, so I guess what I'm here to do is to try and draw the line of how like hippies are kind of a power family CIA op, hmm. the hippies themselves and the culture that the hippies embraced. Because the original, like, when it started, it was an anti-war thing. Good lord, he's fucking fast and furious right now, dude. Is, is that a CIA <laughs> That's op? That's a CIA op. That my dog, dog humping <laughs> dude, this dog bed? Furious. Dude, oh my there god, he goes. calm he's, All right, down, he's chilled buddy. now, he's chilled now. No, oh, nope, it's look. going. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he tuckered out from standing up, so he didn't lie down. Hey, look, I pull that move, too. Uh, oh my god. If I theoretically have sex. Uh, <laughs> but I can't believe this is happening. Like he pissed in his fucking crate, so I had to bring him down here, and now he's, he's down here crazy. and he's just humping everything. He's putting on a show for us, dude. Oh my god, this is gonna take forever to get through this. Yeah, he's putting a show on. So you're talking about Laurel Canyon? So god lo- damn it, Lewis! <laughs> the Laurel Canyon scene itself. He's being a hippie. He's, he's just being, fucking exactly. So the Laurel Canyon scene was a thing that kind of sprung up and it's really interesting all the players that were involved. You can start with like um so the original political momentum in the 60s. We had the hippies start the anti the hippies came after the anti-war movement. They think they're intrinsically tied, you know, but they're not. Right. They came after the anti-war movement started. You had like the White Panthers, which I guess was like a coalition to the Black Panthers and like the large anti-war movement mm-hmm. and like all these like activists that were around. And then all of a sudden, all these fucking freaks, all these fucking freaks come out of nowhere who are crazed about sex and drugs. And it's, and there's a quote from somebody who's like, where the fuck did they come from? You know, I'm literally. <laughs> oh, my God. Heard him. Um. I was gonna try to hunt my foot, uh, but yeah. So the the all these like freakers, the, you know, the flower power freaks showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, they just bust onto the scene one day in the middle of the fucking like late sixties or whatever. But that shit kind of all started with it started L A. and Laurel Canyon. Like that's all the artists like Crosby, Stills, Nash, uh, and, and Young, Young. Neil Young. Yeah, and like. Mm. Uh, the Beach Boys, the Birds, the Monkeys, like all these different bands all started there. But it's also So like, all the the bands with the least original names. Yeah. The guys, it's well, like literally a group of guys and it's just their last name and then another one it's just like they just started naming yeah. animals. Yep. Like monkeys, uh beetles, uh And uh, Zappa was a part of that shit too. Zappa helped kind of uh create the culture that led to the hippie stuff, but also like resented them. He hated hippies. Zappa was like an authoritarian 
like asshole like as yeah. far as how his band was and like he was a control freak like he wouldn't get high but he allowed the band to do as much drugs as he want because he could control them and shit you know and like um but all these cats every single one of them uh david crosby uh jim morrison uh all these guys right jim morrison's fucking dad was the guy who was dry who was the captain of the boat that was in the gulf of tonkin incident bro no not even kidding. No way. Not even fucking There's kidding. There's no way. Yeah. Captain Morrison, dude. Look at it. Yeah. He was, he's, it's literally his dad was in the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Crosby, David Crosby's whole family has a long line of military intelligence. His, his family is a huge power dynasty family in this country. You just don't hear about him. But the Crosbys go back to like an original declaration signer. Huh. Almost all these Laurel Canyon cats are all either military brats, military intelligence brats, spook brats like or power family brats and they all ended up in the same somehow in the same place at the same time right and all got mo like crosby talks about uh he likes to talk about that music industry is completely fake nowadays and it's all programmed no back then it was the same shit the birds and the monkeys and all that shit those are corporate bands that were just built up with benefit uh with like financial beneficiaries who right shadowy financial beneficiaries well, I mean, the monkeys had up. a tv show yeah you know who was almost a monkey hmm. who auditioned who manson no shit if he had gotten the part do you think any of this would have happened manson was a monkey he was almost a monkey almost a monkey and yeah. then so you think because the CIA was involved with the monkeys, they found Manson and were like, yo, we can use him for some other they, shit. I think the whole the whole Laurel Canyon aspect has so many weird intelligence ties. There's um, And actually, I'm going to jump back a little bit because we want to talk about how the hippie, the kind of ideas of hippies started. In L.A., there was no real music scene you right. know, in the 60s. It literally sprung up over fucking night. So there's this guy, Vito Pelikas. He was the guy who was like originated with the idea of like, the freaky fucking dancing and the weird fashion sense that hippies had in the use of drugs and sex. Mm -hmm. He um, kind of originated all that. Like, that started with him. He was a fucking maniac who was on, like, so much drugs he couldn't fucking think. Right. He also, his travel lines up suspiciously uh, of his early days um, where he was, apparently, I guess he was former military, and then he helped run guns in the Congo. What? Which is just what, I guess, what guys just do, you know? And um, he helped run fucking guns in the Congo. And they, I mean, that's what I do in my his, midlife his crisis. Time, his time there coincides perfectly with the coup, the CIA-backed coup against the democratically elected leader there. So they think that he was like part of the CIA's ops in that country. No one's ever More been than able to likely. confirm it. I mean, why would? And there's a ton of. Why other, would you not make that same connection? There's a ton of other people that were involved in Laurel Canyon scene who all have weird, shadowy incidences like that in their lives sure so a lot of it's pretty easy to start drawing the conclusion and drawing the lines to like they were definitely intelligence and this was just the op they were put on like all Damn. these guys just magically found housing there some rich guy just came and offered um i think it was neil young or whoever just offered him a place to live it was just like hey man i got a room for you to rent one of these rich oh because rich people in la just go around offering their rooms to dirty hippies all the time yeah right right like, isn't that strange? There's all kinds of weird shit like that. Like, all the stories, huh. the, the, way the, the way these rockers retell these stories, it all sounds like it was completely manufactured. The Doors, Jim, we're supposed to believe that Jim Morrison, who's never, doesn't, Jim Morrison doesn't know how to play a single instrument. I mean, I mean it shows. The Doors suck. The Doors suck. The Doors they, and they suck were, they so were a completely hard. made band. They were artificially manufactured. They suck. And, but they tried to make them seem like they were these rock stars who showed up and, like, started, you know, they built the band from the ground up and, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, completely manufactured band. Jim Morrison magically shows up with enough material to make, like, the first three Doors album. Never played an instrument in his fucking life. And he says he wrote all the songs in one sitting. What? Yeah. And, and without, any, makes without no any kind of rhythm or any kind of instance, he couldn't even, like, comprehend how to co compose that in his head unless he was, like, supernatural. Like, all that shit, like, I love her madly. Like, he doesn't know instruments or keys or anything with music. But somehow he comes up with these perfect lyrics for these perfect songs that are already made. Like, that like kind of exemplify the culture around the time. You know, it's like, hmm, seems a little fishy. 
Seems like this is a little propped up. Yeah, even the story of how Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young was formed is odd. Or no, excuse me, Buffalo Springfield. How, how they were who formed. Who is that? Uh, it's like Neil Young, uh, Stephen Stills, and a couple other artists. They were, Buffalo Springfield was the first super group. Okay. The first hippie super group. Where yeah. it was like they took the big guys and it's like, oh shit, they're all playing together. And the story that they told, like Neil Young just had a premonition that he needed to go to L.A. to find Stephen Stills. <laughs> Even though he didn't really like, they barely knew each other. And he's yeah. like, I know he's in L.A. And he just had a premonition and they hopped in a hearse. Him and the bases, the future bases for Buffalo Springfield, just hopped in a hearse and drove to L.A. And then serendipity they drove past each other in traffic and busted a u-turn and met each other and that's how buffalo springfield formed oh no that's all horseshit it's complete horseshit oh it <laughs> it's happening <laughs> he found it oh no oh he's doing the high pitched no. one too no i gotta take it take it from him dude uh. sorry buddy Man, he is going to be so blown. Dude, podcasting with a puppy is so hard. It's rough. It's rough. Do not. Hey. Don't recommend it. It's rough. It's rough. Oh, oh, you're fired. Bad pun. You're fired. But, um. <laughs> you're fucking fired. Lewis, go back. To, I do that I, to my buddy at work because he loves doing puns all the time. Yeah. And he'll as soon as he does one, and they're always bad. And I'm like, you're fucking fired. Get out of here. Leave now. <laughs> I would rather Lewis hump than squeak that thing. Yes, I will take I will take the visual accompaniment of dry humping over loud fucking Oh he's finally he's finally got the position right now. See he's finally got it where he needs it to be. And he's finally got it. Dude, he is fucking he is slaying that shit. The hard bite and then the, the bite and hump is what I think is the craziest part. He's a he's a daddy dom. It's like you could just hump. You don't have to like try and kill it at the same time, you know? He's a daddy dom. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so viciously humping just right? while you're explaining. Yeah, dude, come the on. Fucking... I'm trying to explain how the hippie movement was fake. Alright, go on. So, so they, they had all these places to live. So yeah, they get Buffalo Springfield magically pop up. Yeah. Like rich people suddenly give these people like carte blanche of their fucking properties for no reason. Right. Like anytime there's like the routinely during the seventies, people were these these artists and stuff were constantly busted with drugs and they're like they like they even tell stories in their interviews like I could have been arrested a million fucking times and I don't know why I was. Oh, I wonder if it's because the cops were told to leave you the fuck alone because you're a fucking part of the op. Yeah. Um, also, the cops had more than enough ability to go to Laurel Canyon because it was a hive of drug dealing and all kinds of shit. Um, and they had an ample they had the ability and almost the reasoning to want to go block that off mm-hmm. and do searches and sweep the area and fucking clean the shit up that's going on there. They were doing it everywhere else in the city. Right. But for some reason, Laurel Canyon was untouched. Did you know that Laurel Canyon has a CIA facility at it called Lookout Mountain? What? There's a a CIA facility up there called Lookout Mountain. Why? Why would they call it Lookout Mountain? Do you know that like Marilyn Monroe and uh, fucking what's his face from original Star Trek? uh, William Shatner, like all these guys, they all went and worked there and stuff. Okay. Actors went and did parts and stuff there. Went to work at Lookout Mountain. It was like a kind of a studio type deal as well. Hmm. Yeah, Lookout Mountain is a weird point that that place exists there. There's also like an old cult compound where some like guys who fashioned themselves after the Nazis post World War II were out there, and like guys with machine guns would patrol, and they called themselves the Silver Shirts. And there was a guy who called himself like Hair Something who ran the thing, and it was a cult. It's a whole facility with like an underground bunker, fully isolated. It's own electricity, all kinds of shit. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild, man. Hey, can you come get his bed, too? <laughs> he won't stop humping. Oh, the bed. He's humping everything. Oh, my God. Thank goodness. That's off their hands. <laughs> that guy was being a fucking menace. What was that guy's problem? <laughs> he just wouldn't stop trying to come, dude. Shit, piss, come and fart. You got, a, coom- you got a fucking lock. coomer dog, dude. I have a coomer dog. Goddamn coomer. God damn Porn it. addicted coomer dog. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's a lot of weird facilities up in the canyon, and the Manson, like, is it was a fixture in the canyon as well. Sure. 
he was uh he was actually a lot closer with all these artists than uh, they like let on. Um, like you don't they don't talk about his connections to them much when you hear whenever you're presented with the Manson story, it doesn't talk about how, like he rubbed elbows. He auditioned for fucking Neil Young. Like he he rubbed elbows with these people. He hung out with them every day. Like they he was there. He was a fixture in the canyon. Mm-hmm. And like they all suddenly like you know, there's like no degrees of separation able to be drawn between them once it all came out. Like the murders happened and shit, you mm-hmm. know? And um it's kind of fucking wild when you look at it because like the, for like two or three months after the murders happened, like all the people who knew Manson, like were pretty sure he did it. And like people who were witnesses in the trials knew he did it, but like never went to the cops. And I heard, yeah, he would, he would like have run-ins with the cops and they would never arrest him or they would arrest him and then just let him go. Yeah. He got off so many fucking they would times. They just arrest him for, and let him go. His whole life was like that. For like violent shit too. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he was gotten all kinds of fucking. He would trouble. like assault women yeah. and just they, the cops would just like turn him, turn him loose. Yeah. Like all kinds of fucking fucky weird. It's shit almost like, down. is this part of the whole fucking op or just like what they're connected to, you know, and the people that are like on the periphery of whatever was going on with this movement. They're like, no, this is like something we're working on because like the moment that like what the Tate and LaBianca murders became. It was a signaling of the end of the hippie era, which I think they were trying to crash, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, the reason the drugs and stuff got introduced the way it was and the creation of the hippies and stuff was meant to crash that social movement. That's why it fizzled out. Like, Summer of Love happened and everything fizzled out after that. You know, 70s went to fucking shit. Lennon fucking started, like, going down his black pole and then he was killed, you know? And, like, because mm-hmm. he was talking shit about how, like, oh, we need to fucking, like, stop looking at this sex and drugs bullshit and start, like, actually making this a movement again. And shouldn't have said that. Didn't turn out too good for him, did it? You know? So there's too many, like, odd circumstances involved with what happened in Laurel Canyon. But Laurel Canyon essentially set up, like, the freaker movement. And back to those, the fucking initial hippie creator guys, Vito Palikas. Okay. With his weird connections, right? Him and his fa- him and his wife, and he had a little son named Goto, uh, who they, like, gave acid to and shit. They were bad parents. Very, very bad parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would go to the nightclubs cause there was no nightclub scene. Like I said, and the clubs popped up whiskey, a go, go the famous ones, you know, all the big ones just popped up overnight by these sure. shady businessmen who just showed up with money and decided they were going to open a fucking club with weird backgrounds and like military or intelligence and shit, you know? And, um, so they're very much like creating like an entire reality for people. They built the fucking counterculture. They built it themselves. They built it from the ground up. It was never meant to go anywhere. It was meant to devolve into sex and drugs and homelessness and whatever the fuck it devolved into, you know? Which, in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, it did. Yeah. So, fucking, you got Vito Peligas with his odd, you know, clearly worked for the CIA at some point, has this, has access to like untold amount of acid at all times, you know? Uh, Where does he just get it from? He's not a chemist. He just always has some, though. You know, that was another thing. It was like acid, the way acid popped up, like people with like Owsley Stanley from the Grateful Dead and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was a chemist and uh, he, I mean, he hands down like proliferated acid on the, he, he would show up places with thousands, hundreds of thousands of tab and distribute them. And like, almost like it was his mission, you know, to do that. Like, and he always had tons of it and he claims he lifted a recipe from some book back in college, but I don't think that's what happened. I think he's just the guy they picked. To fucking and so throw he, it out there. He literally just disseminates he worked LSD. In, yeah, he worked in military intelligence, like military communications, doing like radio signals and stuff. He's also the one who he's qu- credited with hundreds of different um, live sound innovations. And he used his intel, like his knowledge from his time in these military things. And a lot of, like the author of the book I was listening to was like, yeah, I don't think it was a good thing. You know, because I think it has to do with how the music's presented frequency wise and stuff. Mm-hmm. He like purposely used like the bad shit. A440. Yeah. Like he, he created it like the system to be like that and like the wall of sound and all that stuff. And like mm-hmm. how live music is presented was directly influenced because of this fucking CIA op acid head guy who worked in military intelligence. Like the way shows are produced now is because of this dude. Fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, he, he figured out how to like kind of make early MIDI pedals before they existed. Really? He, he'd wired, he'd like custom wire, like all their MIDI shit for the night of the show. Like if mm-hmm. Jerry wanted his guitar to sound like a fucking violin, like he 
figured out how to like do the circuitry to make it make that sound without there being sample sounds like they have now. Mm-hmm. He like just would, he knew that shit. Mm-hmm. He was a fucking. They called him Owsley Stein because he was like an evil doctor, dude. Yeah, he's a weird one. And it's almost like, do they have like esoteric knowledge on it? Like you said, is is it down to the frequencies? I, I mean, is I it think down he understood. to like? I think he had a. Not, I think anyone who works in radio communications and telecommunications has an understanding of like what the different frequencies do. I would think. Maybe not on a spiritual level, though. Maybe not, but also he was a fucking freaker acid head, so I bet there was at least some of that thought process. There was involved. probably a little bit of it yeah. going on. Maybe he was an evil hippie. I think he no. Is he? An I evil think hippie? he was the original evil hippie. He's the original. Him evil and Vito Pelikas were the two original evil hippies. Fuck. So the back to Vito and his his nonsense. So yeah. They they innovated that dancing shit, you know, the weird like. You know? Oh yeah, the weird like just like kind of yeah. twirling. And they and... were the centerpieces of the clubs. Like the music evolved around that. Whereas mm. they let him into the clubs every night, he'd go everywhere for free, because uh, the clubs thrived off of him. Like if if Vito wasn't at your club dancing, there wasn't fucking people at your club that night. Really? Yep. It was like the sideshow attraction. Hmm. Yeah, and he helped build that shit into what it is. Uh, and then everyone like started dancing like that, you know, the king of the freaks. That's what they called him. And um, so they have a bunch of interesting stuff with him because this man drops his. Ch- so they're they're taking photos uh, at one point. Right. The kid's up on the fucking roof. Right. Mm-hmm. And his son falls through a fucking skylight and dies. Two year old kid. Go to. They go out. He goes out and still dances that night. Him and his wife. What? Yeah. Why? Because uh, they're fucking acid out freaks. Like that's, you know, they're just shitty people. It, it it didn't. I don't think life mattered to the guy, like that. You know, um. So they went out and still went dancing, and uh, Pete, and he kept set, telling people all night. They're like, "How? Where's Goto at?" He goes, "Oh, he died today." But that enters into the weirdness. He filed a wrongful death suit against, um, L.A. County. Hmm. And. He never got, like, questioned about, like, what happened with his kid. Like, oh, like, why was the kid up on the fucking roof? Why was he playing unsupervised? Like, nothing ever happened to him over that. But he was able to file a wrongful wrongful death suit against L.A. County over it. Claiming that, like, they killed him by giving him a spinal tap because they suspected that the kid had been given acid. What? They performed an autopsy on the kid and, like, did a spinal tap to him. But the story is told two different ways. So no one really knows exactly what happened. It's all become sphereified, basically. Could you imagine being a baby getting and a fucking, getting acid, dude? I I can't even like. I've seen because you're I've a baby. Seen what it does to a dog who accidentally ate it. It's not good. So I can't imagine a fucking. Really, baby. you've seen a dog eat it? Yeah, there's a dog at a festival one time who I guess snapped some up off the ground on accident, and he like just wandered into our campsite and was like sitting under the chair. Like you could tell like something was clearly wrong with him, and he was like seeing shit, and he just he just kind of sat there and would be like. Like looking around because he was just his eyes were going fucking crazy. Mm. Dog eating, definitely eating acid or weed or something, you know. So Dog was fucked he up his shit. Up, dude. It was oh, it was no. a he was like that for like a day and a half, and then he finally chilled out. I don't know. Would I rather have a perpetually horny dog or a high or on acid dog? A high on acid dog, <laughs> dog seemed kind of chill. They seemed both like equally they both lot. equally have their own dangers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but. Yeah, so like the, the that's just wild to me though because I I think of all the acid connections to like MK Ultra, and, I, and yeah, and so when you're talking about the Grateful Dead and this counterculture and this whole movement, yeah, really being propped up by the intelligence agencies, right? Right, and it's this constructed narrative. I'm thinking of like all the social engineering that they discovered during MK Ultra and all the shit. How they could hack people, mm-hmm. how they could control people, right. how they could, you know, completely, you know, Operation Mockingbird. They can distort narratives and do all kinds of fucking nasty things. Right. And so with the LSD angle, you know, they're using these Laurel Canyon folks right. to kind of push this whole chemical that they were studying and thought that they could like really like control people and fuck them up and push them to the extremes. Right. It's uh yeah, it's kind of strange like looking at all of it from that sense because like I grew up kind of like admiring that stuff like the hippie era. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really into it. I read like every book the Grateful Dead have on them. 
you know and like all the accounts of different artists and shit and like um and you look at it and they they kind of always like when they discuss like the 27 club and the death list mm-hmm. like a lot of those 27 club people were specifically laurel canyon people the amount of bodies that were in laurel canyon that place is drenched in blood even before the tate labianca murders like what I mean, Janis Joplin dying uh, from however they said she died. Pigpen, Ron Pigpen McKernan from the dead. They said he died of like a liver um, hemorrhage or something, but it seems like he died under suspicious circumstances. Uh, a lot of them. I mean, there's a ton. All the 27 Club people died in odd ways. and But they always try to like attribute it to their chemical abuse or something. Right. Because they were known partiers or whatever. But then they all have these odd military intelligence connections. Like even Jimi Hendrix was like in some fucking elite unit. In Vietnam. Really? Hendrix was like in some fucking elite unit. They tried to make it look like he was just some fucking like bullshit private. But like he he was in He a, was in like some special forces. He was shit? in some shit, yeah, before he left. Damn. Yeah, he was in some shit. Like all of those guys all have weird pasts and then they get out and then they do this. They suddenly all become musicians, even though most of them have like never been musicians and shit, you know? That whole thing about the doors though, when you tell when you told me uh, they Jim Morrison doesn't know how to play instruments. So like that yeah. definitely makes sense Same because thing, their like, shit sounds so bad. Oh, I mean David Crosby and the Birds. Yeah, David Crosby's dog shit. All he provided anytime if you see him with a guitar in his hands, he's bullshitting, dude. All he ever did was provide backup bo- vocals for most of these bands. That's all he ever did. Mm-hmm. And he'd like have a tambourine or something. The tambourine, you see, like the tambourine's always heavily represented in the hippie era. But it's because most of these cats who were being pushed in as plants had no fucking clue how to play an instrument, so the tambourine worked because all you have to do is keep time. And it makes it look so like you're part of the band. he stood there because he got to shake the tambourine and do backups. Yeah, but also he was a clearly like power influence like yeah. to the gills kind of guy, you know? So it's it's very uh, it's very kind of it's kind of incredible when you like hear and read all this shit as like coming from my end. Like I said, I used to idolize this shit. Like I used to think it was fucking cool. To be a fucking hippie. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's like degenerate bullshit. You know? It's like really and degenerate And Frank Zappa bullshit. was right to it's, hate the hippies. Yeah, yeah. But also, he was a fucking weirdo, dude. Zappa had some weird shit going on. Like his kids, naming them like Moonbeam and fucking Dweezil. And the other weirdest part was a lot of these people who ended up in Laurel Canyon all grew up in like Alexandria together, went to the same schools. Like, because they were all military intelligence spooks, whatever oh, else. They all grew up in Alexandria. And, then and they all get of them somehow over. ended up in Laurel Canyon together. Mm. How strange is that? Doesn't make much sense. Yeah. It's, a, it's so serendipitous. It is really crazy because, like, I, again, admitting, you know, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about this era and shit. And right. like, even the music. Like, I like some some of the music from that time, yeah. but... You know, it's not something that, like, I've spent a lot of time really looking into. Right. And hearing this angle on it, like, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. And and then you can see the effects and, like, the ripples of, like, today. Like, again, like I said, Mockingbird Media and, you know, just what they've learned and, you know, propaganda and all kinds of shit. It's, like, it's literal propaganda in military grade like psychological operations they were running on people and, all the way back in the 60s and you can see it still happening today right. with like what the culture that uh rappers push mm-hmm. uh the feminization culture that the rappers are pushing now amongst themselves uh the drug culture of like lean and fucking zans and whatever else i guarantee you and I, we've talked about this on the cast before like that's that shit that is in they're told to do that stuff. That stuff doesn't happen by accident. It's the same. It's they're just repeating the same, same tired script. You know, mm-hmm. the same tired like MK Ultra fuck society up script, and that's why you have all these like fucking degenerate Zoomers now who are all fucking whacked out, dying, overdosing, whatever else. You know, it's it's because they're I the, the people they idolize are a like complete plants. You know, Hollywood plant as you know what's and and they're designed to be they're designed to be divisive and subversive and, and to appealing. fuck with the shit yeah and it's like yeah they're designed to like enrapture people but they're also designed to be destabilizing yeah and they're designed to be part of the demoralization right and so 
You know, there's a little truth to it. It's funny because, like, when we were kids, you know, we always thought our parents were like Luddites. And, yeah. you know, your parents being like, oh, don't listen to that crap. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the devil's music. You right. know, isn't that, that's like the old joke, right? Yeah, always Oh, was. that's the devil's music. Yep. It's like maybe there's something to it. Yeah, Maybe certainly. there's actually something to that. Certainly to it. But it's also like, you know, the half of that was like just the, the, the attitudes in America in the 40s kind of bled over. Because uh, the Depression made everyone so also tear that like anything outside of like what was considered normal was like, oh, this is bad. This is not good. You know, they're terrified of anything outside of it. And I mm-hmm. think that that effect of that, too, was what made the hippie movement so earth shattering. You know, and the Beatles and all that shit showing up. And the fu- uh, the other thing is, like, all those motherfuckers occult ties. They got really into occult shit. All those 70s bands all went through, like, yeah, Satan I know, phases. I know the Beatles definitely. Rolling Stones were a big one. They got into they a bunch of fucking occult shit for a while. into, like, esoteric occult. Yeah, fucking And up. occult just means, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, evil or demonic. It just means secret knowledge. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not it's not mainstream knowledge, but it's but oftentimes it seems like the practitioners of it are into evil shit. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> a know? lot of times. Well, for some reason, I feel like the evil the evil force for some reason yeah. will provide like material gains, yeah. and maybe that says something about like the light force. Right. Is that, you know, maybe there's immaterial gain in some sort of spiritual ascendant sense. Right. But it seems like when you make a deal with the devil, it's in exchange for like worldly pleasures. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. That aspect is interesting. Yeah. Selling your soul in music and the devil's music and it's it, it, just of this realm. I don't know. Yeah. The Rolling, the Rolling Stones are. Uh, Another one that's like really big in that cult stuff. That song "Sympathy for the Devil." And they won't die. Yeah, that song. They won't die. Well, and also it even ties back to a lot of uh, this guy in the the guy in the weird scenes inside the Canyon book, the Laurel Canyon book I read or listened to. He talks about how the Altamont Speedway concert, where the Hell's Angels with security and killed that guy, stabbed him to death. Mm -hmm. Um, you know who filmed that? Who? George Lucas. What? Yeah. What? George Lucas filmed that. And then goes on to direct Star Wars. A fucking nobody filmed it. A fucking nobody film like a Zapruder film type thing. Yeah, yeah. And the video of that guy getting killed and stabbed, you know? And then boom. Yeah. And then uh, apparently that footage uh, got... St- or one or one cut of that footage like got stolen. I think that's not even his footage. Like, he filmed it too. And he was like bragging about it. And then that cut of the footage, like someone broke into his house and just took that. That's wild. And that's like, and again, that did, connects into the 70s. Like, a lot of people were connected to snuff films and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're getting arrested for Hunter S. Thompson was connected to snuff films. Well, that's also, like, some spook could have come in and, like, known what it was. Yeah, and some took spook, it. Like, came came up into George Lucas's house and was like, this is mine, bitch. Yeah, there's a lot of weird, like, there's, there's, there's a lot of overlapping incidences. But, like, you know, we look at, like, that kid getting killed by those Hells Angels. Like, that's probably was, like... You know, that was like your first real time like sacrifice at like an event like that. You know, those mm-hmm. big public events where the people die kind of like Astro World. Like that was an Astro World type event mm-hmm. potentially, you know. So I don't know. It's it's interesting to think like that they, they arranged and did these things for like, I guess, to ascend to power. And now you got like there's people in the band that they like the Rolling Stones kicked out. It stuff doesn't make sense. Like. Rolling Stones kicked some member out because he did too many drugs. But then we know all know about Keith Keith Richards' prolific drug use. Yeah. You know? And like over- There's so much of yeah. these stories from these bands that get retold that make absolutely no fucking sense. So it kind of really like lay- adds that extra layer of like smoke and mirrors where you're like, were any of these bands real bands? <laughs> like, were any of them? <laughs> like, Yeah. And, and obviously like the formulaic kind of aspect of it, like mm-hmm. it's all in op. Like they know... They know about cymatics. Like they know right. that there is sacred geometry. Right. They they know <clears throat> the reason it's important that the Beatles got into occult knowledge. Right. Is that like Paul was purposefully recording stuff to go backwards. Well, you know, to be played backwards right. and it's like what are these guys doing? What are the, what well, the fuck's the, going on? Here's the kicker. The Beatles had one of the guys from the Process ch- Church 
that occultic process church. Okay. So the process uh, church of the final judgment mm-hmm. believes that there's a trifecta in the world, and it's Yahweh, Jesus, and Lucifer. Shit, piss, and come. With God ruling, or maybe, no, it's Yahweh, Lucifer, Jehovah, with Jesus ruling as the like intermediary between so, the three of them. Yeah, shit, piss, and come with a little bit of fart. Yeah, in the middle. So, fucking, that kind of... They, that's their belief, right? And it's like they're an occultic kind of satanic group. Uh, or like they in their group, like they'll be like, oh, my friend, like this person's a Satanist and this person's a Luciferian. And right. This person believes in Yahweh. And they all like tie together, though. It's all part of one group, but they all wear like satanic bullshit and believe that there's going to be like this final thing that happens with like it's like a, they're, they were kind of like their own version of Scientology. They even used like Scientology's little cans thing, you know, the little hand can thing you hold. Right. The lie detector, basically. Yeah, the um, oh, where they like check your thetans and, and stuff. And they did the same shit where they do like that. Uh, what's it called when they do the evaluation in you in Scientology? Auditing. They they do that same thing to people. You know, they'd be like, "What's your problem?" And then they and they tell you not to say it out loud. And they'd be like, "I think your problem is that you're afraid you don't have enough time to do anything." And like they've like influenced you. Well, it's almost like uh, like confession. Yeah, exactly. It's very similar to Catholic confession. Exactly, but they 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 infiltrated the hippie scene and the music scene at the time and would hand out their process magazine, which Manson mm. wrote an article for in that as well. See, he's so interconnected with so many people, they act like he was just some lone nut out in the desert who goes and kills people and did acid. So Manson wrote articles for the process for church? For the process church magazine. He claimed he, when he got arrested and they the FBI or whoever was questioning him, they said, do you know the leader of the process church? And said his name. He said, are you kidding me? We're one and the same. What? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of uh, Neil was a member of the process church. Neil Young was a member of the process church. Probably still is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where it starts getting weird with the process. Because they believe. As if it already wasn't yeah, weird enough. The pro- so the process raises German shepherds specifically. They always have German shepherds with them while they're traveling around. Uh, and it's. Not proven, but people believe they sacrifice them. Mm-hmm. It's like part of the whole bit. Um, because this is how we get to the Son of Sam murders. I'm drawing a line in the Son of Sam murders here, all right? So David Berkowitz, Son of Sam. Little loony guy. Short little diminutive. You know, he uh, you know, he goes around doing the murders, but a lot of the murders were inconsistent in their pattern. Uh-huh. Um, like, so, you know, someone gets shot, and, like, it, you know, it was always a shooting with a gun, but... The way the per- the person described sometimes was different looking. Like they have a drawing of a guy and Berkowitz is, I think, landlord. They always said he talked to a dog. Like the dog was like this thing that like gave him the orders to do it. What but the then, fuck? But then he said like he said the son, you know, the, there's more than one son of Sam out there. Yeah. And, uh, his landlord or somebody like that had a son named or was named Sam. And Berkowitz was close with the guy who was his son. Okay. And that's the son of Sam, right? That's what they're theorizing. Mm-hmm. And there's a police drawing of someone who looks an awfully lot like that guy pictured who was the landlord's son. And they believe that like son of Sam was more of a force that the process was using to like create fear and terror in society because they found a bunch of like dead German shepherds kept turning up in places. What? So they were like sacrificing them for you know to get like to do the ritual, but then the killings were part of the whole thing. Like it's it, there's just too many weird lines there to not think that they, they were somehow involved. And Charlie Manson was a member of the Process Church, goes and does grisly murders. So you think that I think the process was son behind of a Sam, lot of these acts. Yeah, Son of Sam was a cover. They invented a serial killer. Yeah, and for them to like murder people. Yeah. I think so. God damn, that's fucking wild. Because Berkowitz always said, he's like, I wasn't the only one out there. You know, he's like, I'm not the only one out there. There's more than one son of Sam out there. Mm-hmm. He said, God help America. Like he said that after he got caught. Yeah. And now he's like a, now he's like a Christian and like reformed, you know, because I think he knew he was in some evil shit. Right. Like uh, the, he, cl- like they claim that he went out there with that guy because that guy that was the son of whoever the landlord was, the son of Sam. Yeah. Was a member of the process. And they, Berkowitz talks about he went out to these weird ruins out near this park and they were like, they're doing satanic shit. Like he talks about it. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he ever directly names the process, but like people kind of drew the conclusion that it was the process. It had to have been because of the dead German shepherds and all that kind of shit. 
So like they think the process may have been behind a lot of these serial murders that were going on in the country throughout the seventies. Cause we never had anything like that since then. Like it's like not on that level of like a guy running around just like straight up, like murdering people serial style like that. Yeah. And a lot of that's cause of like the surveillance state. Right. A lot of people think that almost all serial ushered it in. Well, I've heard this kind of theory that, Almost all serial killers are kind of like an op. Okay. You know, and it's, and I mean, I'm sure there's genuine, like, deranged people, and that's kind sure. of the point is that, like, they wanted, like, to lead to, like, you know, Columbines and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's like the idea that, like, come on, like, people, how much do we talk about, like, people want to be good? Right. And I think, yeah, there's people who are victims of abuse. Yeah, there's people that are fucked up and deal with a lot of trauma and shit and, like, you know, there, there, there's evil forces in the Definitely. world, like I've said all the time. Right. But I think at heart, people are good. And uh, I don't know, like you said, you start connecting all these dots between not only the musicians, but like Charlie Manson mm-hmm. and then the Son of Sam thing, Process Church. All these, these things run so deep and it's almost like... Um, it's almost like you can connect like just about any serial killer or school shooting or any like tragic like big thing. It's like it all goes back to the world's a stage. Yeah, it all goes back to like is this like trying to get us to have some kind of like loose energy? Right. Is this trying to bum right. us? Is this trying to bum us out? Like I don't know. Like it's so fucking. It's and it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. Like yeah. that's where the schizo part comes I think in. It all boils down, like I said, energy and intention. You know, mm-hmm. like I think if they're trying to create a certain type of energy towards something, there's an intention behind it. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't. Like I don't. Like I'm not like Eddie Bravo. Like everything's fucking fake, man. But like, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. Like a lot of this shit is. Like a lot of this shit that we see on a grand scale every day that's shoved in your face. Like. Someone wants you to see that for some reason. And it's not always a good reason. Could be for... Oh, my God. They're trying fading. to draw the world. <laughs> could be for political reasons. Could be yeah. for financial reasons. Where they're trying to head... Somebody like, wants you to know something. That. Yeah, they want to set things towards that. Like, I mean, they like I said, with all that shit, with the hippie, mo- hippie movement being set in motion the way it was, yada, yada, yada. Like, I don't know, man. All serial killers are shit. ops. Yeah. I mean, and, and like, honestly, like, look at some of the, like, like Richard Ramirez. Look how cartoonishly satanic he was. It's almost like, dude, yeah, who propped him up? It was, like, up? cartoonishly satanic. Yeah. You know? And, like, he clearly was, like, a mentally insane person. And to think that he had the kind of, like, acu- acuity... I like and I'm, okay to well, evade. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, it's not to, like, praise what he's done. It's the thing yeah. that it's, like... Either someone's letting these people get away with this shit, yeah. they're being trained or instructed, or they're just like, I don't fucking know. I don't. Shit is wild, and there's all kinds of signs that like you can point to, and like there's all kinds of like diagnostic criteria and shit of like you know when little kids start like killing cats. Like I think there are like real like deranged fucking like psychopathic sociopathic you know heartless people that exist. Sure. But I don't know, man, just the idea because, you know, back then, like the idea of serial killing, it's like it's kind of weird, man. Like you'd have to be really, really, really off the rails to want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there was a little bit of the American dream, like kind of alive at some point somewhere, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. And then they like crusted it over with a scab. Really nasty scab. I think like when the culture of the sixties and seventies collapsed and into the decadence and like cocaine usage of the eighties and like the high flying like wealth of the nineties mm-hmm. and then the two thousands tech crash. Like it's just like each time it's like an incremental setup to a big carpet pull. And like we spent the early part of the two thousands kind of recovering from a recession only to be thrown into this shit. You know? Well like Weren't you saying, though, is that, like, we never really... We never recovered from it, We never recovered, and this is... You said COVID was kind of like a soft crash. Sure. Like, which is why, like, they might even feel, like, comfortable saying, like, oh, two weeks. Like, no more recommendations. Yep. 
because I think they've figured out whatever their plan is now. I think COVID was like a stalling mechanism to kind of be like, all right, we got to regroup here and figure out how to keep this whole little shit show from falling apart. Yeah, and they did it. Did they? We'll see. For now. I don't think they counted on the truckers. <laughs> I don't think they counted on the truckers, baby. Honk, honk. Mm. Honk, fucking honk. Apparently that means something we can't say. <laughs> yeah, sure. I didn't know that. I, I No, who, who, that's like a dumb trope. I know it's not, but I'm just like, who who comes up with this? People who see Nazis behind every fucking door they open. People who call the truckers Nazis. Is it is it just Mentally because of Ill the people. is it just because of the alliteration the yeah. HH? Yeah, that's all it is. That's honk, all it is. Honk, they think HH. Yeah, that's what they think. That's so simple minded. Like it's, it's pathetic. It's it's it is. it's, it's it is last p- ditch effort to discredit someone that you disagree with. Honk honk. Also, I just can't even imagine being on the side of the feds. Imagine simping for the government, dude. What's wrong with you? I don't fucking like, know. Our, our, I mean, like, government should be, at best, arm's length at all times. That's how you should approach them. At all times. You should never look at them as a benefactor or favorable. Like, they they take my money to do things with it, and most of the time, they don't do things that I want them to do with it. Well, they take your money, and they're still printing it. Yeah. So it's like, they, if it they're anything, a they gang. Devalu- they've devalued my money to such a point, I can't even get a house. They're a fucking gang, bro. I can't have the American dream that I wanted, you know? They it's took it from me. I, it's basically our tax dollars get taken by the Bloods, or the yeah. Crips, yeah. every fucking... I don't know. They don't fix shit. They don't fix shit. They don't fix shit, man. It's so... It's like... Oh, uh oh, <laughs> I had a point I was about to make, and I totally the edible is so I'm in the edible right now. I know now. the edible is kicking I'm in, in the edible, and it sounds like Lewis is peeing. He's doing something he shouldn't I be heard doing. Him screaming, dude! This was a dog episode. <laughs> yeah, this has been a dog. This was episode. a dog centric. I can't believe he humps so much, dude. This dog, this is crazy. He's never, he's never fucked like that. I don't know if sh- he was showing he was off. Put on a show for me. He was putting on a show, but he was like, "Yo, check this out. Ooh, I got my bed. Ooh, ooh, I got my duck." He was fucking that shit up, dude. Oh, dude. Speaking of corrupt government agencies, did you see that stupid ATF Valentine's Day thing? No. Oh, oh! About the tip line? About tipping... Dude, like some of the comments under that, like, that weren't negative. Oh, my God, bro. And people were like, this is dope. People, like, someone's like, and if you are in a relationship with someone like that, you should just go ahead and get out of it because it's clearly a sign that they're an unstable person, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, someone was like, yeah. Um, and then, like, they were, like, retweeting shit. They were like, someone was like, yeah, I have. Is uh, Someone was like, I sell illegal guns all the time. Like, said some shit. Like, people were just fucking around. And then they were like, oh, uh, these people, these uh, these Nazis are intent to rat on themselves in the chat anyway. So, uh, I guess the ATF, they're doing the ATF's job for them. And then someone was like, it's like, how does it feel to know that you're like sucking the state's dick? <laughs> like, why does like I was like, why are you aligned with them? Why is it a? Why would you think it'd be good to be aligned with them? Well, and it it it, it all goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the truckers in the bank accounts. Yeah. Is that people cheer for authoritative overreach right. when it benefits them, and they don't realize that when it comes full circle. You know, like, well, it doesn't even benefit them. Like the, the the Justin Trudeau freezing some truckers bank account doesn't benefit the dumb, like lefty retard in Canada who just hates these people because they exist. You're right. It doesn't benefit you in any way. Well, it's a little win. They that, feel like yeah, they get a win. It's an ideological win. And they've got these people so obsessed with identity and ideological bent that they think that is good for them. But really, all you're doing is cheering on rampant authoritarianism that, sorry, will be used against you in the very near future. Exactly. Hey, look, man, we're all going to end up in the ditch together if they decide to fucking kill us. Mm-hmm. They aren't going to go, oh, I see you posted on Reddit, get owned, chuds. You get to skip the line and not have to get shot in the back of the head. No, they're going to shoot you in the back of the fucking head and kick <sighs> you down the ditch and piss on you afterwards. Yeah. So maybe we should all start learning how to, like, I don't know, not cheer on the government when they do anything. I think it's a solid idea. Stop voting. Stop being a fucking idiot. Stop playing the game. Like, you need to start thinking a little more outside of the box now. 
We're in very dangerous times. Dangerous precedents are being set every day. It's true. Authoritarian overreach is at an all-time high. If you're on the team that's voting for more power, I'm sorry. You're wrong. You're not on my team. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're in a bad spot. If you're voting, you're already not on my team. But especially if you're <laughs> voting for the one that's advocating larger government yeah. and more oversight and more overreach, I definitely don't want well, any and, of that. And, and, but even both sides. Like, it, like, the right tends to be puritanical about shit. They want to outlaw dumb cultural shit. But they think... It doesn't matter. They think that they can legislate more rights. That's where I and yeah. That's, that's where the, the big issue comes it's in. Like that's the big issue coming in. You yeah. can't make more rights by inherently restricting somebody else. Like, and you can't just dec- arbitrarily declare bullshit rights. Yeah, it's true. There are certain unalienable rights, human rights. Why do we have the Human Rights Council and right. you know Geneva Convention and all this shit? If right. like we're not going to take that stuff seriously. Well, I also think the people that don't take like my base rights, like that laid out by our Constitution seriously and think that like oh the second amendment should be abolished the first amendment should be restricted uh this but then also we have to make sure uh you know every little boy can take uh transitioning medicine if he needs to and we should make that a human yeah. right and well, we should make housing a human right and it's like no you don't respect me on a base level so i don't see why we should let your little social goody issues be yeah. fucking included it's a whole other thing and we're already at an hour so i can't Bet. talk about that let's go yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody.